Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 161. I'm of course one of your hosts, Tom. Neil, say hello. He's your, he's our, your other host. Yes, I am. I might imagine you all know me by now. Yes. Yeah, indeed. I know it. Well, you know, somewhere some somewhere, some child is just hearing this for the first time, Neil. Well, let's hope it's not a child. That's a bit disturbing, yeah, to be honest. True. You might be going to prison. <laughs> yes. All right. Or me, or so whatever. But anyway... Yes, welcome to episode number 161 of the Punk Till I Die podcast. You, of course, can reach us at Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail and uh, or Punk Till I Die on Facebook or join our Punk Till I Die Facebook group and show us what you're listening to. That's yep. pretty much what we become, right? You know, just showing, showing off our record collections. Yeah, people showing off vinyl for sure. Yeah, it's all good, though. It's all I, good. I must admit, it's cost me a couple bucks looking at some of that cool stuff and having to order it. So. <laughs> Well, it happens. It happens. So, so Neil, I, a couple weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, I started doing a new segment. Do you remember what it was called? It was called uh, Best of Spam, right? Best of Spam, yes, because our emails kind of got out there, so a lot of times people will send us stuff. So I'll try to listen to it little by little, and if I find something that really grabs me, I'll play it, and I'll call it Best of Spam. And today's guest, is this is a, a, in a weird serendipity, they were the very first Best of Spam band I found, right? Yeah, they were. That's right. It was the Ravages when neither one of us had ever heard of them before. Yep. We weren't familiar with the band. I saw the email. I listened to them. Like, wow, this is really killer. So today we welcome Alex. Alex, are you the singer? I guess I didn't. I, I did no intro with you before we started recording. Are you the singer of the band? Yes, I am. Okay. So we welcome Alex, the singer of Ravagers. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, I just had some chicken wings and I'm chilling out. I'm <laughs> nice. drinking a White Claw and... Uh, Having a pleasant evening. Okay, so tell me this. Tell when me did White Claw become rock and roll? Is that what you're going to ask him, Neil? Are you going to ask him this? It, it, uh, it, it, wait, it I was. Mean, I'm drinking uh, Jack Daniels. No, not well, PBR, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, no, but no. I actually, I actually really want to know that because I've never drunk uh, White Claw because I'm, I'm, I'm a beer guy. So, I mean, did you used to drink beer and now you just drink White Claw? I mean, why, why White Claw? Let's, let's oh, start there. Oh, I drank beer throughout my 20s and uh, in teens mm-hmm. uh, when I was underage, of course. But... Um, when I turned, um, when I got in my late twenties, it just didn't really agree with me. It made me feel slow. Mm. So, mm. so, um, I just, ch- I pretty much just drink vodka or, uh, if go. my girlfriend Shelly buys white claws, I'll drink some of those, you know, but you know I don't even drink that much anyway. So I've, I've never tasted it. What, what does white claw taste like? I have no clue. It tastes, it tastes like uh seltzer, like, uh, a flavored seltzer water, but it has vodka in it. Huh. It has so little flavor. I would describe it, Neil, as someone drinks a gallon of orange juice and a gallon of seltzer water, and then you drink their piss. That's what I, <laughs> how I would describe it. Okay, well, there you go. Because um, like, it, Here's the far. thing. It's low, car- it's low carb. It's low calorie. It's very refreshing. Like, if you're laying outside in the summertime or something, it's pretty refreshing. But even though you see a guy like me drinking it, you're going to be like, what was wrong with this guy, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a slender soda, it's a, you know. It, it's a slender can, Neil. It makes you feel like you have a really big hand. Well, um, yeah. when I met Toby down in Champagne watching Teenage Bottle Rocket, uh, Toby yep. that, that from Red uh, Red Scare, that's all he was drinking. He was pounding Dude, fucking white cloth. I see a lot of the punk rock crowd drinking him. It's totally acceptable. It's like the new PBR, maybe. I guess, yes. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, there you go. Well, so, well you can welcome, only Alex. PBR for so many years until you your gut starts uh, <laughs> falling out. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm also kind of not in the mood for beer. Like, I never have beer at the house anymore. What? I usually will Who drink. are you? I, I drink whiskey at the house, Neil. Oh, I, shit. And I'm not a kick. 
I'm going to kick. It was either gin or whiskey, usually, right? I drink whiskey at the house. All right. But I'm going to a show in a couple days, and I probably will drink beer, but that's that's about it. That's the only time I really – I drink beer at shows just because it's more convenient, and I don't want to get wrecked, you know? Oh, so the whiskey doesn't get you wrecked? Well, it does at home, right. but I'm saying, but you don't want to go to a, but you don't know how at the bar they make them different strengths and you yeah. get you drinking too fast and, That's you know, true. you never know what's going to happen. That's very true. So who are you going to see in a couple of days? Let everyone know. I'm going to see the Tossers and Crazy in the Brains. Okay. I will report on them because, you know, you know, I'm not crazy about Crazy in the Brains and I love the Tossers. Not exactly a punk band by any stretch, but. It should be cool. It's been well, two and a half months since I've been to a show. Well, it's St. Patrick's Day, right? St. Patrick's Day coming up, so I guess you have to see a yeah. Celtic band, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, so Alex, riddle me this: Where are you? Because I was thinking, I told, I was talking to a friend today. I said, "Hey, we're talking to a guy. I think the band's from Baltimore. Are you guys from Baltimore or Pittsburgh? I'm having second thoughts, second guessing. We're from Baltimore. You and, are from Baltimore. Uh, yeah, we all live in Baltimore place. City." Except okay. for our guitar player Matt, who used to live in Baltimore City, but he recently relocated to Brooklyn, New York. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Is, are you four? Are you five? Are you? How many are there? Five? I'm assuming. There's there's four of us. Oh, four. So you play guitar too? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say you got that dual guitar thing going, that kind of dalsy New York, or that you know that kind of dual guitar thing going. So. Totally. Got to have got to have two guitars to pull that off. And and you've been going. You started out. You've been going what? Almost a decade now. More like nine years. I like to okay. round it up and say decade, but our first record didn't come out until we. I think we put it online around 2013, and it didn't come out on vinyl till 2014. And okay. then we had already recorded a second EP, and that came out 2015. And then we just toured like crazy and went through some lineup changes with our guitar players until mm. we settled with Matt Gabs. And uh, we put out a single in 2018 and recently just went down to Atlanta, recorded the uh, our new record down there, and uh, that's out now. Well, so, there you go, Neil. We've learned everything there is to know about the Ravagers. We'll see you later, ladies. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Let's, uh, okay, I'll tell you what. Since we're so far ahead of ourselves, why don't we the – new, the new album is called Badlands. Totally. Yes. And uh, let's play the first song right off the bat because we got a bunch of songs to play. And if we go too long between songs, then we get to the end and we have to have like one or two minute conversations because we're trying to jam a bunch of songs in. So let's let's go ahead and jam a song in. That's true. Should we do the uh, Should we do the single, the lead off, the lead off jam from that uh, down that road? Should we do that one? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Somebody's getting their car. Who's it. getting their car stolen? Is, that, what, is that in dude, Skokie or is that in Baltimore? No, that's in it's Skokie, man. I, I tell you what, Tom. I, how is it for you today? It's like it's like almost fifty degrees and sunny here today. Really? So I got the windows dude. open. It's beautiful. Yeah, I got the windows open. Christ. Yes, forty-four and, or something. I was lost my winter coat. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, there we go. I guess someone took the stolen car. Great. Okay. So sorry, everybody. This is Ravages with Down That Road.
Nope, that was the first one from the Ravages tonight. That was down that road, and that was that was I think the track that uh, was sent to you originally for Best of Spam, right, Tom? I think was that the one I played? Okay. I think it was, yeah, because that's the I mean that's a banger, right? That's a great fucking song. Neil, let me see. I'm, I'm going to sidetrack us right here because okay. I have a stupid a stupid story, but I'm going to tell it because I'll never remember again. Okay. I had to move my wife's car. I hate my wife's car. It's got one of these. It does. It you don't have to put the key in it. You just keep the key in your pocket or whatever. Right. So I had my work truck, and you know, with the kids, you know, my older, my younger son that lives at home still drives. So I had to move cars around. It's a huge pain in the neck, you know. And I'm pulling my wife's car in the garage, and I thought I had set the alarm off, and I could not figure out how to get the alarm to stop going off. And it's just, <laughs> oh, I'm just, you know, that obnoxious. Yeah. Eh, 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 yep. And I'm just freaking out, and I'm like trying everything, and it was, I had the key from my work truck in my pocket, and my work truck was in the driveway actually going off. Oh was pretty impressive well done. and i was so mad at my wife's car and it was my stupidity okay so well anyway. there you go sorry yeah. about that alex <laughs> nothing nothing to do with the ravagers i apologize ravagers yeah so well, hey, that's nice <laughs> yeah did you, get the, did you get the name from like the comic book characters or did you just think it was like a badass name it actually came from like a from a 70s horror movie called hmm. ravagers oh cool the yeah, I saw the. Did, did you see the movie, or you just thought it was? Cool? I, I've never seen the movie, no, but I've seen the trailer, and uh, it looks pretty sick. So, but the uh, movie poster, if you look it up, it's uh, it's pretty tough looking. It's like, hmm. it takes place in the not so distant future, which is 1991, <laughs> because the, the movie came out in the 70s. So this is what they thought 1991 was going to be like, and uh, it's pretty much just the end of the world and. Uh, gangs rule the streets and uh, pretty much close to how it is living in Baltimore so I just thought it was appropriate <laughs> there you go well it's funny because I, it, a lot of people do say Baltimore is basically Detroit on the ocean yeah so. I would I, I've been to Detroit and it's very similar it's but it's funny 1991 that was the year I graduated high school yes it was just basically zombies oh dude you know, you're gonna just... you're gonna love this i'm looking at the poster right now it says uh 1991 civilization is dead <laughs> violence <laughs> was. hunger and, was it violence hunger and horror are rampant there is no they, uh, i can't read because it it's so they, small they didn't know that a little band named nirvana was going to come and change all that Neil. <laughs> there you go there you go yeah <laughs> so how, so how'd you guys get together alex you guys played other bands before and hooked up or how, how did yeah we're just all from uh Baltimore punk scene we've all known each other for for years and years we were all in different bands um our drummer Ray was in this band Fishnet Stalkers oh that's uh, a great name along with Matt Gabs who was also a member of Fishnet Stalkers our bass player Kurt was in a lot of bands he still plays in a lot of bands and uh He's just a solid bass player, and uh, the dude, he he can memorize things really fast, and he looks cool on stage, and uh, I've just, yeah, he was perfect. So he was the first person that I asked. I was like, what do you think of these songs that I have? Um, you want to come over to my house and listen to these garage band demos? And... Uh, he was into it, so uh, we had a bass player. It was me on guitar. It was kind of like a three-piece at first, and then we got our other friend, Chris Hall, to join, who is from South Carolina for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he just 
I think he was playing in a band in Baltimore at the time too, and they kind of fizzled out. So he joined our band, and and we recorded and did some tours together. So what band did you used to be in before Ravages? Any anyone we'd have heard of? Uh, I was in a I was in a band called uh, The Living Rex, which was kind of like the same style, like punk rock and roll band. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So you but knew I played you, bass. You knew what yes. you wanted to do with it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, please. Uh, I was a bass player in that band, and then ah. uh, I was like, well, I want to write my own songs. It was easier for me to write songs with a guitar in my hand rather than a bass guitar, so sure. that's how I picked up the guitar and just started doing that. And how is the so punk pretty... scene in Baltimore? Is it is it is it big? Is it happening? At the moment, not so much. I think it's more of a hardcore scene, mm. which is cool. It's not really it's not really rock and roll. Um, which I is listened, kind of I was a say, bummer. I listen I listened to two bands from Baltimore today. I listened to I listened to your new album all the way through, and I listened to a band called the Meth Rats. Who is yes. more more on the thrashy end of things, like like more like an accused or something like that, Neil? But they're sweet. They 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 kick ass. Their record is like twelve songs. It must be like fifty minutes long. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Um, they're more of like a hardcore punk band. And uh, yeah, definitely. Of that band, uh, me and him both met in pinball league. We we both play pinball. <laughs> oh, no, kidding. And uh, I was like always talking to him about playing music and stuff. And he had a studio in his house in uh in Glen Burnie, Maryland, and we went down there and uh, did some demos with him and stuff. But, yeah, he, he just got that band together, and they're awesome. I saw yeah, them the other night at their record release the show. Record, right? Yeah. Just about their record. Yep. So do they actually have so, vinyl in hand, or are they going to wait like a year for vinyl no, like everybody they have, else? they have vinyl, and it's really cool looking. I've really been tempted to I, – I might just – like Friday, I think they're doing another one of the Bandcamp Fridays. I might just buy, I might just buy it. Hmm, they do that cool. thing. It's got the little ticker on it where it says there's only 28 copies left. And you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> Here you go. Well, talking of talking of vinyl, um, Alex, when does your vinyl actually come out? Because I know it's being pushed back a couple times, right? Yeah, it's been pushed back a few times. The date they gave us is March 9th. So we'll see. We'll March. see if they're bluffing. Okay. And, uh, oh, so it should be before the tour. Okay. Yeah. So I think it was supposed to be in February originally. It was supposed to be like the beginning of February or something like that, I think, right? It was. Let's... Yeah, it was supposed to line up with the digital release, but it didn't. And I was I, I was like, I'm just, I want to just let the record come out. So we, we let it come out online, and there's a pre-order link if you want vinyl. And uh, I also have CDs for sale because I know there's still a lot of people that like CDs. They're making a comeback. Well, that's what people keep telling me, but you well, know, whatever. I don't crap. I don't blame people. You know, I, I think you know, like I know you're not a huge fan, but I don't mind them. I think well, right. I, I I do find it interesting that yeah, everybody's albums are you know are getting pushed back and shit like that. But look at all the shit that is coming out for Record Store Day. All those stupid box sets and well, shit yeah, but that they are probably started printing that. Well, yeah, but they, that Ramones thing's probably been in the work for like five years. You know, maybe I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I think I, I just, a lot of the popularity of vinyl has had to do with why all of that's getting pushed back along with the pandemic and uh the mainstream artists kind of taking the being these pressing plants priority to put their the music out yeah. because they're you know large quantities and they're probably getting paid way more than uh underground artists 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, and I think we're going to do a whole show on on that one of these one of these shows. But uh, I, I I still find it funny that uh, you know I mean do, that Ramones thing is cool. But does anyone need seven seven albums? I don't know. I don't know. I I am absolutely mm. buying that because I I have all those on CD. I don't I don't have any of them on vinyl. Hmm. I already told my wife that's what she's getting me for Father's Day and my birthday because <laughs> it's kind of expensive. But, yeah, I mean, I guess that's not too bad when you think about it, right? 150 bucks for seven albums, I guess that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what you pay individually for them. Plus, you get a nice slip cover that you don't need or want. Yeah, that's pretty much, I think that might be what I paid for. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 what's the next song on the agenda? Are we going to keep going from the new album, or should we go back and like do one from the early days? What do you think, Alex? You want to play something off the first EP? Um, yeah, sure. Let's do Cold Heat. Cold Heat. Cold. Okay, yes, and that's living in oblivion. Living in oblivion. Okay, what's that about? That song is pretty much like uh, about my struggle with anxiety and uh, hmm. trying to keep myself together in social situations and going out at night um, and trying not to have panic attacks. And luckily, I don't really have that problem anymore. But. Back in those days, yeah, I was a nervous wreck. Well, that's cool. So actually, you know what? After we listen to it, let's talk about that a bit more because that's interesting. So uh, anyway, this is The Ravages with uh, Cold Heat off of Living in Oblivion from 2013.
they got ravages with uh, with with cold heat from their from their first release. Okay, so being the frontman in the band, suffering from anxiety and stuff, that must have been rough, man. I mean, how did you uh, how did you manage to to pull through that and stuff? Uh, alcohol helped me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Long as it's healthy. <laughs> I think there was just a lot of pressure to just start being a front man in a band because I had never done that before and uh once i started we started playing like bigger shows and going out of town and playing in new york and uh, mm-hmm. even hometown shows seemed to be the worst because it was like people you knew sure that was, yeah i could uh, see that for sure yeah it was easier to play out of town and kind of just be you know play in front of strangers because mm-hmm. it didn't matter if you sucked or whatever but <laughs> i don't know it was yeah it I think the more I did it and going on these long tours definitely helped me get through that and be more comfortable and uh, confident and grow my confidence by not just relying on alcohol and going up and playing sober. Mm -hmm. I think that helped a lot too. It's funny when you said, when you said that it triggered a memory of the record I was listening to today. And I looked, so I looked it up real quick in the song titles. There's a song called high on stress. And it seems like yeah. it sort of addresses that same sort of thing. And then the song after that is called Losing My Grip. So are those, are those songs <laughs> both sort of in that same same vein? Yeah, it's kind of like um, the, everything the band, um, the, the things we write about is definitely kind of like personal struggles and um, emotional struggles um, or mental mental illnesses. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure. You know, and how we relate with that and how you feel like you're kind of, you know, going insane sometimes. So that's definitely um, a easy topic for us. So are you, are you the main songwriter or does somebody else write the songs too? Um, for the most part, I write all the lyrics and um, I bring, I, I put together like a rough version of the song with a demo, kind of mm-hmm. like a shitty recording of it that I put together and bring it to the band and present the song and we work it out from there. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's funny. We, you know, we, Neil and I tend to go down these rabbit holes where, where we'll have extended periods. Like last year we had an extended period. We had a bunch of pop punk bands on. And lately we've been going down this rabbit hole. We've had a bunch of these like punk rock and roll type bands, which we both love. I mean, we both love almost all different sort of the genres of punk rock for being honest. But, uh, I mean, if, if you guys, uh, you, is that particular part of the scene thriving, you think, nationwide? I mean, that kind of like punk rock and roll thing? I mean, we had the Poison Boys. Who else do we have, Neil? Like the Cheats. We've had a bunch of bands. Yeah, we have Ricky Rat on, and, you know, he Ricky does. Rat, yeah, yeah, Ricky Rat. I love Ricky Rat. I yeah. Love Ricky yeah, Ricky's a great dude. Yeah. Yeah, the Cheats I from mean, Pittsburgh, think, right? Yeah. Do you feel like that scene's, like, getting, you think that's a decent scene nationwide? Because I've, I've really got the impression that rock is sort of dead in this country. It would make me feel good if, if you thought it was thriving. I uh, personally, I don't think that it's a huge scene. I think there's pockets of it in certain states. I think Chicago definitely has a good scene for that style of music. Uh, Milwaukee hmm. also. I love playing the Midwest, Milwaukee and Chicago. You play with Denver. Indonesian junk when you play? Yeah, when you play. totally. Yeah. I was going to say, I just saw them last summer. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're totally, totally rock and roll, uh, punk and roll. New York oh, Gospel. yeah, they're great. And um, Atlanta seems to be where things are really getting held down right now huh. with the rock and roll. So um, interesting. Yeah, there there are um, spots 
where there uh, and then Denver is another one and um, there's been fests that have been happening that are mostly like punk rock and roll bands that uh, hmm. that are around right now in each of those places there's one called the Windy City Ripper I believe and Chicago and then there's the Rocker Mountain Ripper in Denver and uh, there's the annual Down South Showdown in Atlanta. Well, I've never heard of that thing in Chicago. No, I haven't either. No, I, I haven't. Yeah, they just did one so far. I, I don't. I'm not sure if there's going to be another one soon or what. But um, there's some good bands in Chicago that we like, like ba- um, Bad Mother. Mm-hmm. They rule. I don't know if you guys know about them. Um, they're definitely involved in setting some of that stuff up. Yeah, I mean, do you know do you know the Poison Boys? Because you're going to be playing with them when you play in Chicago in April, which we'll get to in a in a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. I know those guys. I know Matt yep. and uh, yeah, we had Matt on the show. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, me and Matt um, are in a side project band called Rambler. Well, he he played drums for one of the tours. Wow. So, hmm. Yeah. How about that? So, what are you? Some what are some of the influences? One of your biggest influences, you think? Well, uh, I the bands that I definitely love, like uh, the New York punk bands, like. Dead Boys and oh, Ramones. Yeah. I I love those bands, but instead of I feel like I ch- I try to listen to more of the bands that influence those bands. Um, I so I guess I I would say Iggy Pop, uh, hmm. Alice Cooper, hmm. MC Five, MC Five, The Stones. Hmm. I like the the real dudes, you know, the first guys that were doing. I like Chuck Berry a lot. Um, those are my influences and it, it gets put into a blender with a bunch of things that, um, I don't, the way I write songs, I don't really go for a certain sound. I kind of just come up with something and let it go in its own direction. We don't, we don't have a lot of rules when it comes to having, uh, one type of sound. I know a lot of bands, especially that come out now, like the way they market themselves is direct to a genre, like junk shop glam or this band sounds like you know early sweet and <laughs> you know um whatever but we're we're kind of like we we feel like if we write a song and it's me singing it and it's us playing it it's gonna be our song doesn't matter um what the influence was for it well i have to say the album uh i've i've been playing it ever ever since i downloaded it ever since the uh was it Alex from no not Alex? What was the guy from Spaghetti Town? Is it Ted or something? Ted. Ted. Yeah. Oh, Ted, yeah. Yeah. Ever since he sent it to us, I've been listening to it nonstop. Man, it's a great album, and um, so only ten songs. So tell me about that. So why only put ten songs on there? Like most bands these days are trying to push the limits of of the amount of songs they'll put on there. What you know? We've why always ten? we've always been more of a quality over quantity type band, and. Uh, I feel like a lot of bands have good songs that get lost in the mix. So uh, I'd rather draw attention to the ones that that I like and that we like as a band. And also it comes down to how many songs do we have till we're ready to record and when we want to, when it happens, when we go into the studio. Um, I wasn't even expecting to get all all 10 of those songs recorded it just happened we went in there in 2021 we flew down to atlanta to work with uh, a buddy of ours who um produced the record 
and uh, he's been a good friend of mine for a while, um, Tuck Smith. And uh, Dan Dixon engineered it. He, uh, he They both worked really well as a team, and it, it was cool to have somebody kind of come in as a, another voice in the band rather than someone that just sits there and looks at their phone and lets you <laughs> do takes over and over again. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he, he definitely was like, no, that's like – he was in there in the in the live room with us while we were playing, um, yelling at us over and over again <laughs> to, to play things differently until it like like a real producer should be, you know. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, you, we you, got you, through you, ten songs, and that's that was <laughs> pretty impressive. If you <laughs> ask me, I couldn't imagine doing more than that. Yeah, he, uh, he did like Phil Spector. He pulled a pistol out and held it to the drummer's head. He's like, if you can't keep a beat, I'm gonna blow. Your- <laughs> I feel like that for a second. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, you know, and I'm not saying that as a criticism because I actually think, I've, me and Tom have talked about this before, I think 10 to 12 songs is actually the perfect length for an album. I, I can't stand bands that put like 25 songs on an album. Looking at you, Rancid, uh, even though I might love some of Rancid's albums, Jesus Christ, when you get to like the 25th song, it's like, all right, enough already. Well, the good thing is they're short, so if you don't like it, and these—I mean—the fact of the matter is, with the punk and roll style, like the Ravagers are playing, it's more—you know—you usually have a guitar solo. There's more—you know what I mean? It's more musical. It's a little more drawn out, you know, where oh. Rancid can just bang out like a one-minute song occasionally. Well, agree, agreed, but uh, you know, some of the Rancid albums are still getting close to an hour. You know, whereas I think I think this yeah. is this is perfectly in the right range. Like it's like thirty minutes, right? Twenty-eight to thirty-five yeah. minutes or something. That's perfect, right? Half hour, half hour. Those guys also have uh, access to free studios and you know California where they live and they produce stuff yeah. too. So money isn't an issue for them either. You know, they they can tour and make but, millions of dollars and they have hits and. That's yeah. cool, but I honestly I like listening to one band for twenty five minutes and then putting on the next record. Hundred like, percent. Yep, I'm with you on that one. That's how it goes, you know. But I will, yeah. you know what? I, I going off topic a second. I will give Lars a lot of credit because he was just uh, he was just in England playing with the Last Resort and he was playing in small pubs and stuff. It looked yeah, like you know there was he's about... not making any money doing that. No, right? fuck no. I mean, he looked like there was about sixty people in some of those places, and oh, you know, and he must just be doing it because he loves the he loves the music. And uh, you know, my hats off to him, man. I think that's well. I'll tell you what. Fantastic. Let's let's, put, let's spin another one off the new record then, and then we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about that because it's it finally stuff's starting to. I'm getting pretty excited about shows coming back here in the spring. Pretty regularly so. yeah okay what which one should we do next alex hmm, what do we got um let's do i don't have the list in front of me unfortunately trespasser uh, i think yeah trespasser on let's do list trespasser That's, okay yeah i love that song so let's what is this, what's one about? this one about yeah oh sorry tom <laughs> um this is just this is this song is about kind of uh in Baltimore, there like just like Detroit, there are abandoned buildings everywhere that say "No Trespassing," and uh, it's fun to go inside of those buildings and you know mm. hang out and drink. Well, <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory, but the song's <laughs> more about being an outsider and feeling like you're a trespasser and being on tour and being in towns and cities where you people look at you weird and. It's just kind of how it goes. See, there you Being go. It, it, is, it is pretty deep, see? It's not as obvious as, as you would have thought. All right, so let's listen to that. This is uh, Trespasser from The Ravages off the new album Badlands. Hey! 
damages there with Trespasser. Uh, yeah, another good one. Like I said, the whole album's great, so I advise you to buy it. Now, it said all the red, all the red vinyl is, uh, is sold out, right? Because it was a limited press on red vinyl? Yeah, uh, I think we're going to get a share, though. So when we get the records, we'll have some colored vinyl. But you'll have to come see us. Yes. Yes, you'll have to come see us live, and uh, there'll be some. We'll have some at the merch booth. Well, we're going to see them. Okay, so we're going to see them on March. I I haven't 100% decided yet. Or April, April. It's in April, I think, yeah. I want to see because they're playing Indy on Saturday, and they're doing Chicago on Sunday. So I, I still haven't entirely decided that we'll probably do Chicago, I assume. Um, how far into the tour is that? Are they going to have any left? That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Alex. How far into the tour is? It had the, to be uh... like. It had to be like. Be like, hey, keep a couple of those hidden in the back of the black box for us. Yeah, and we'll meet you in Chicago. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll hold on to one for you. So is 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 the Chicago date like late in the tour though, or is that early in the it's tour? It's not that late. That's kind of close into it. So okay. we do Boston, okay. Philly, Brooklyn, and then Easter happens. So we go home for two days. Which is kind of a buzzkill, but uh, and then we go to Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and then head to the Midwest there. So that's probably like five or six shows in. Okay, so it's uh, yeah, it's Chicago Sunday, April the twenty fourth. Yeah, it's weird, Chicago on a Sunday. That kind of sucks, but there we go. And you said India is on the Saturday, Tom. Yes. Okay. Like I said, I haven't decided. The the Melody Inn. Have you played the Melody Inn before? Yes, Alex? we have. Great place. Very yeah, intimate. Cool. Of course, they're playing this. The part of Reggie's they're playing is pretty intimate too. Either way, you're going to be able to get up close and personal. And I've never seen Alex, but I've seen Susie Moon, and you want to be, you know, as up close and personal as possible when she plays for sure, right? Oh yeah. But leave it. Leave me hanging, Neil. <laughs> well, you know, hey. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, Susie Moon yet, but I'm looking forward to touring and seeing her every night. Oh, did, you know, uh, they, they put on a hell of a show. Hell of a did, show. Uh, how did this, so how did this come together? Did you label put this together, or did you guys put this, how did the Susie Moon connection happen? Susie Moon reached out to us. Uh, we both played punk rock bowling one year. And oh, okay. She, yeah, and uh, she recently relocated to Washington, D.C. Yep. and put oh, the band right. together like out here. Away, so, yeah, that's she's right. more of, like, she went from West Coast to East Coast, and, uh, she messaged us about doing a tour in the spring, and I said, "Let's do it. Sounds awesome." You, you so have you guys not been able to tour for the last couple of years, or have you been have you been out playing? I've been, been out, out playing a little bit. Yeah, we we played a fest in September in Denver, the Rocker Mountain River. Uh, we did a small run last fall with uh, our friend Tuck's band, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts. We toured up and played like four shows up the East Coast. And uh, we've done a couple hometown shows too. So that's about it. Have you, have you, I mean, you said you played, you played a ton live when you first started out. You were always a live band. Have you pretty much hit every part of the country at this point? Or, I mean, is there part, is there part of it you need to get to yet? Uh, we pretty much played everywhere besides like Alaska uh, and Hawaii. That's probably not very lucrative. Yeah, but no, we've yeah. been in every state. I don't know. I we've never played Alabama or Mississippi. <laughs> you know, the... they probably have a great. They, you know what though? They probably have a great rock scene down there. Who knows? We Maybe. played Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, that, that's a good spot. It's cool, cool little bar down there. Hmm. 
I'm going to be vacationing in Alabama in April and in about a month, and uh, I'm kind of hoping down, I can down, 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 down. I'm kind of hoping I can find a little punk rock action down there. I'm going to be by good uh, luck. Or, yeah, uh, good luck with that one. <laughs> well, you you may be surprised, Neil. There's you know, there was a pretty good hardcore band from Alabama a few years ago that I can't recall the name. Random Conflict, maybe. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Doesn't matter. Well, so I, like like you were saying though, there are a lot of shows starting to come up right in March and April, right? I mean, it's uh, and we're in March right now. Shit, it's March first. Fuck, forgot about that. Yeah, we everybody seems to be going on tour in April. It's actually going to be one of those kind of pick your poison type of things. I think. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think we hit it at a good time. Uh, coronavirus seems to be chilling out at the moment unless there's like a new variant or something that's going to come out but don't say that let's not jinx it yeah Yeah. people the the cdc seems to be kicking it under the rug as quickly as humanly possible yeah i'm not sure exactly what's happening i've never seen so much twisting and turning going on but i'm just glad to get back out there we we never really wanted to stop i always think it should have been kind of a you know choose your own level of comfort and yeah enter at your own risk yep pretty much i mean that's always been the case well that's the, that's we, true the era, man that's you know, true it's always the been era nice. and I, the era the era neil and i grew up in it was <laughs> there's always an imminent danger yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah, was. Absolutely. <laughs> so how old the guy are you then right are you around 30 alex or are you a little older than that um yeah i'm like i'm in my early 30s okay i was gonna say yeah. So you you're not old enough to have went have listened to like the like been did you listen to like hair metal when you were a kid or was that not really something that influenced you at all? Uh, I listened to Guns N' Roses on the oh, radio okay. a lot. Um, that wasn't really hair metal, but it was more rock and roll. So sure, that, I liked sure. them a lot. I didn't really discover like hair metal, hair metal until I was in high yeah, school and I went through my dad's. Um, cassette tapes and found Shout at the Devil and I was like, this is pretty Ouch. sick, you know. Neil, he's hurting me. He's hurting me. <laughs> Why is that, <laughs> is, that, is that one of your favorites, Tom? Is it? Is that one of your favorites? <laughs> well, no, that's. I mean, I had I had those albums, you know. That was my that yeah. was my era. I'm not old enough to be Alex's. Day. Well, I guess if he was born when I was in high school, maybe yeah, my dad's very he's... young too. Okay, but well, um. Yeah, I mean, I I like that stuff, but it was never at an uh, at a young age. It was kind of weird to me. I liked I liked the the mainstream punk bands at an early age, like Offspring and Green Day. Oh, sure, sure. And uh, and I I think I got more into like other sorts of metal in my like in middle school and stuff. I I started getting more into like bands like Danzig and Slayer and stuff like that. Uh. How'd you, how'd you find kind of the rock and roll stuff, the Stooges, the MC5 and that kind of stuff? How'd you end up, how'd you end up finding that kind of stuff? Um, well, I started, I just, I think moving to Baltimore when I was like 18 and just hanging out with a crowd of dudes and being around bands that were influenced by that stuff hmm. and, uh. Going to parties where people were like, what, you haven't heard the first Alice Cooper album? <laughs> and like, what is wrong mm. with you? So I just, I, I also was really into 77 punk. Like, that was kind of, mm. it had melodies. And, yes, uh, exactly. And good choruses that I, that I could relate to and gravitated towards. And a lot of those bands, to me, like Slaughter and the Dogs and stuff, like, they were really influenced by that stuff so um, hmm. when i found the new york dolls like 
uh, it, I just kind of picked up the pieces and put them all together. You put them all together. Well, so uh, yeah. you said you moved to Baltimore when you were 18. Where were you originally from? Um, I've always been originally from Baltimore, but I moved oh. around a lot with my, my family. My dad was in the army. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The Air Force. Yeah. So you were all over the place. So yeah, he, he would get stationed somewhere every three years and we would travel, but I would always come back to, to Maryland, to Baltimore. That's gotta be rough when you're growing up, man, to be moving all the time. You're making friends in school and then you leave and stuff. That's gotta be a rough upbringing. Yeah. I think it may have had to do with why I got into punk music and that kind of scene i was really into skateboarding too and it kind of gives you an identity Mm -hmm. and uh you can find other people that are into that where you live and or you know i would move somewhere and that would be like the things that i would have in common with people and it it was easy to make friends it is so funny it is so funny how punk rock and skateboarding just go hand in hand i mean going back to the 70s they always have it's just an interesting interesting mix you know Yes. How else would the how else would the football players know who to beat up? <laughs> you weren't carrying your skateboard around. That's true, man. Other than just your clothes. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's that's a good point. It's funny actually talking about that. Actually, uh, I went to my uh, I went to Jason's uh, brew pub, uh, brew pub, uh, his uh, tap room last night. Our friends got yep. a got a got a brewery. Wait, look at you going out drinking beer on a Monday night. Well, man. I had because I'm moving. I had a shit. Of, I, had, I had a shit ton of stuff to bring him. I had like DVDs and ah. uh, and magazines and stuff to bring him to 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 have in his. Uh, having his tap room but uh huh. one of the dvds was thrashing i assume you've both seen the movie thrashing right oh that i love thrashing yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so we were watching it on the big screen last night i hadn't seen it probably for 20 it years it hold up very well did it i no uh, it's hysterical though man it's, remember the red hot chili peppers are in it playing in a bar scene that's yeah. uh it's that's a blast i won't it's, hold that i won't hold that against the movie i guess it's so cheesy man it's it's fantastic actually i loved it the, huh. the daggers are the coolest yeah, does this they got, they got, if you think about it though, there's all these like dudes all living in this one house. It's got kind of a very gay, kind of a gay theme going on there. <laughs> this okay, is from a guy who lived in a house with like six guys you. in college, Neil. What are you talking about? Yeah, I was at living girlfriends though, I man. Know. I was fine. <laughs> the gayest part of the movie to me is Josh Brolin. If you, if you, you know. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to watch this again. Dude, it's really funny. It's, it's really funny. It's so it's so cheesy. It's hysterical. I have to find a VHS copy. Yeah, I, I had the, I, well, I had the DVD, and so I brought it to Jason. So yeah, well, like I say, we uh, we put it on and watched it on the big screen last night and had a good laugh. So nice. yeah, it was good stuff. Classic, so, classic. Yeah. Drink some very yeah. strong beers. So should we play another song? Sure. Sure. Okay, Alex, up to you, man. Shake the Reaper. Oh, well, you said you yeah, said uh, was was it shouts at the devil? So how about Shake the Reaper? What's this? Let's one? do Shake the Reaper. There you yeah. Go. So what's this one about? Oh, this one. Yeah, see, so this one, well this one's well. about um, gambling with the Grim Reaper and uh, you know, flirting with danger. In regards to what? Drink drugs? What? Um, Live fast, die young? There's there's a little bit of that in there. There's a little bit of like, uh, am I going to get shot today? Um, <laughs> Baltimore for you. Baltimore and Chicago, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's kind of like you have, you, you got to watch your back. It's about watching your back. Like it, all right. It's, it's funny when he said flirting with danger. I was just all of a sudden I got Molly Hatchet in my head. Flirting with disaster, danger, danger. Know what I mean? You know that song, yeah. I think yeah. I think you, you know might be song? the only one who knows that song, Tom, in the whole world. This song's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. That's all right, sweet. let's listen. Let's listen to it. This is uh, "Shake the Reaper." <laughs> 
Ravages there with Shake the Reaper. <laughs> 
Shake Great song, yeah. Yeah. Great song. Well, actually, you get, looking on, on the album cover, you guys are flirting with death. Are you all lucky? You've, you've been in a car wreck, or what? What's the deal with the album cover? Ow. Yeah, that was just a um, torched car we found on the side of the road, and I called my band, and I was like, well, I, I know what we're going to do for our album cover now. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's not post? Oh, okay. wow. Like, yeah, our car's fucked. What is it? said, meet me on the corner of Sinclair Avenue. In 10 minutes. See, I thought that was like a car, like a fully drawn cartoon, so it's like a picture that's manipulated, a photo. Yeah, that's a real photo. Oh, no kidding. It's sweet, though. You know, that's one thing I will say after after years of collecting CDs and getting back into vinyl, the album artwork, man. Sometimes if you want to buy two records, I choose the one with the cooler artwork. Mm-hmm. It's it, Having the big artwork again is awesome. Anyway, I like the cover of your album. It looks cool. Yeah, thanks. It looks cool. Yeah, I do all the art on the band. For all of our uh, record sleeves and uh, well, you do I, it also. So what you're yeah. you're, you're a graphic designer too? Yeah, that's what I do uh, all day. Oh, you popping. do? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of Mac have you got? I just I finally got a new one, but yeah. uh, I had the same one. I had a 20, 2014 Mac after uh, all of our stuff got stolen. Oh, when we sorry. were on tour in L- downtown L.A., we were playing at the Redwood down there, and uh, all of our instruments and stuff was in the club, but somebody got into the van and stole all of our backpacks with our clothes, and my computer was in it. Oh, so I, Yeah, I got my computer replaced, and uh, I recently just upgraded to one that that works fast, and it's awesome, and it's crazy how fast I can work now. Well, that's cool. it doesn't freeze up. Yeah, I'm gonna. So, I'm, so you I, I'm used gonna, to do. You used to do that, Neil. I did, and I'm gonna wage myself. Yeah, I've been. I've been supporting Mac since 1988. <laughs> well, it's funny because you said, "What kind of Mac do you have?" And I was waiting for him to say, "Oh, I don't use Mac," and you were gonna chide him or something. No, no, I knew. I knew. If, if he's a graphic designer, of course he has a Mac. There's no. Yeah, <laughs> I just. I I work on a MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. like a 13 inch screen. Yeah, uh, I've got a 13 inch too. That's exactly what I'm doing cool. this on right now. Awesome. Is that the it's, little one? Is that the one my wife just bought me for Christmas so I could podcast again? Uh, well, you know, you've got a PC. You don't have a Mac, do you? I, I just got a laptop. I don't know. It's a Samsung. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, not, That's not a Mac. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we'll get a, we'll get no, a full, no, full of fucking... Yeah. I'm saying size-wise. I'm yeah, size-wise. Yeah, yeah, it'll be tw- yeah, 13 inches about that, right? Yeah. Nice. A lot of power yeah. in those little things these days. It's awesome. It gives me the ability to edit music videos and you know, make all of the flyers for our shows and make money in general. So, so you're doing everything. It's, it's amazing how cool of a music video you can make if you're patient enough and you're willing to kind of, you know, do the editing process. I've seen some really cool ones in recent times that probably literally spent zero dollars on, but look, you know, ended up looking pretty cool. Well, so. Tom, it, it's actually really interesting how. Um, Desktop publishing, the well, specifically the Mac, but desktop publishing as well, it's uh, democratized this whole thing. Because back in the day, you know, 20, 25 years ago, if you're trying to do a video, like some of those early videos in MTV, you'd have an Avid studio and it would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know. And then, yeah. and then you've got Alex just doing it at home, you know. Well, I didn't know anything about making podcasts or using GarageBand, you know, but they make it so simple that uh, you can just do that shit at home now. It is really has to. So what you're saying stuff. is we're grateful for all the idiot proofing that's happened. In yeah, the last exactly, exactly. Yes. Even though you still need skill, I mean, you still need to be good at it. But you yeah. know what I mean. It has been, you know, you don't need a huge room full of fucking avid drives and shit in order to make a video anymore. It's uh, it's good. 
And so how did you guys survive talking of that during COVID times? Were you like uh, writing tracks, sending them backwards and forwards, you know, via the internet? Or were you actually able yeah. to get together with the band and stuff? Like, uh, like what we were talking about, uh, using GarageBand is definitely a great resource to have when you're in a band and being able to utilize it and work on songs and send them to each other and get feedback and change things and how quick you can kind of like change the drum beats and uh, switch things around. And s there were some parts in songs like in Shake the Reaper that I was like an accident. Like the way the guitar comes in before the solo, I had the drums moved. Hmm. Like a measure, like there was a gap in it and the guitar just came in by itself and it sounded awesome. So we kept that in the studio recording. But, um, yeah, we, we kept ourselves in our own bubble. We'd get together and rehearse. That was about it. Trust that we weren't giving each other coronavirus. And uh, <laughs> it, it worked out fine. worked out great. Well, that's cool. Cool, cool. We also just had more time to devote to being in a band because there wasn't a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, did you, get a new, yeah. Did, you get, did, did you write a lot of the album during, during COVID times? Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we filmed the first music video for uh, Nasty Night, which is one of the songs on the record. We filmed that during COVID in 2020. And um, we recorded the record in two separate sessions in Atlanta, and we had to get on an airplane in the middle of the pandemic and fly down there. And we got tested as soon as we landed at this church and got the results back in the day so we wouldn't have to wear masks in the studio. Hmm. Hmm. So how was the flight down? There was it empty? It kind of, yeah. We had we had a lot of empty seats around us. Yeah, I had to fly back to England in uh, fall of 2020, and uh, <laughs> this huge fucking huge huge plane that holds about 300 people. There was nine people on the plane. It was it was fucking wow. crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Best you, flight of your life, probably. It was, but they still yeah. shoved everyone together at the back of the plane. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got to, like, keep the weight back there or something. Something, like. yeah. Yeah, also the uh, hostesses didn't have to keep, you know, are they called hostesses these days? Or is that sexist? I don't know. Whatever they are, anyway, they kept us, you know, they kept, so they would make their jobs easier, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was I insane, believe that, man. Uh, I believe that the replacements referred to them as waitresses in the sky, Neil. <laughs> they prefer to be called waitresses in the sky well there you go hey are those guys still going are, are they going to do anything again the replacements or are they done I don't think so. i don't know who knows they might need the money at some point i think okay. the rye fest thing was the last thing they did i was right? that's what i was going to ask you they did rye fest, like, that? four years I ago don't know. Right? yeah hmm. so where are you what cities you looking forward to hitting on this on this tour coming up here alex uh i'm looking forward to playing chicago yeah. new york denver la atlanta and uh pretty much everywhere in between i love texas too we haven't been to texas in a long time so austin's always okay. awesome and are you uh, getting all are you getting down to texas on this tour yes we're this playing is, oh, yeah. oh, dallas cool. and austin nice have you ever been to austin and tom it, i have not but it's funny you should mention it because I, it's sort of something we're kicking around maybe going down there so it's Austin. supposed to be weird. I like weird. Austin keep, keep is Austin, Austin is it, it's like this little pocket in the middle of all this all these rednecks. Austin is like a little pocket of cool in the middle of all this bullshit. It's uh it's actually very cool. Like, is, I liked yeah. Austin a lot. Um and that main street, I can't remember what it's called, but that was fucking wild. That wild party street. 
right in the middle of Austin. Yeah. Well, a certain band, a certain band that I go see every year, sometimes multiple times a year. The rumor has that they might be headed down that way this year, so maybe we'll fly down there for a little mini vacation. I don't know. We'll see. Is that a certain band we named should... Sloppy Seconds? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, their touring itinerary has not been released. I'm just, I just, I heard a little rumor that that's possible. I, I, I'm not telling people in Texas that it's going to happen. I'm not making any promises. Matter of fact, Neil's the one who opened his fat mouth about it, but I might may or may not fly <laughs> out here if that works out. I think anyone who's listened to this podcast for 160 episodes kind of knows what band knows you, what I'm talking about. Yeah, that you travel around to to watch all the time. Yes, indeedy. There you go. So let's play. Should we play the last one from the Ravages tonight? I think Sick sure. House was what it was called. Now, what is okay? Sick, Sick House. House. Let me let me guess. You were all COVID, and you were all like in bed together or something like that, right? And what? Sick House. This one really doesn't have a lot to do with COVID. This one's more about like uh, this one goes back a few years to this house that I lived in, and uh, it's pretty much about living in like a wild punk party house with oh. ten other people and. Uh, how it can get a little overwhelming at times, but it's fun, you know? Yeah, I had the same thing down in uh, Champaign-Urbana in the, in the mid-80s. We called it the shitty guy house, yeah. not the sick house. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess I guess same that's... Difference. Yeah, I guess the same as in Thrashing, right? Well, the daggers live or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. That was like this place. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, give that a listen. Sick house from the Ravagers. <laughs>
that may or may not have been the last one from the Ravages tonight. That was Sick House. Again, off the uh, new album, which should hopefully, the vinyl will be hitting in the next week or so, uh, called Badlands. And it's fantastic, and you should all go out and buy it. Or at least... Well, thank uh, you. Yeah. So, so tell, us about your, tell us about your label, Spaghetti Town. What, oh, yeah. the, where are they out of, and what kind of a guy is Teddy Spaghetti? <laughs> Oh, he's the worst. I got, you know, I can talk shit on this guy all night. Um, no, um, they're based out of Atlanta, and uh, we've gone down there so many times to play, and we met Ted, and uh, from just at uh, at our shows and stuff. And I loved a lot of the other bands he was putting out when it was a smaller label, and. We begged him to put out our next single, and he put it out, and uh, it did really well, and he liked our new record, so we went with Spaghetti Town Records for that. He does seem to have a good ear for that sort of punk rock and roll stuff you're talking about, you know? He's kind of carved out a little niche, which is cool. Yeah, I feel like we're more like, we're, we're just rock and roll bands and i think that's what ted's label is more of like he's like i'm a rock and roll label and yeah. a lot of the bands that are playing rock and roll now like and they come from a punk background it's gonna sound i guess it's gonna be that punk rock and roll sound that you're talking about sure so who are some of the other bands on the label that we should look out for uh criminal kids from chicago yeah, they oh, were, they're cool. Yeah, they just yep. played. Uh, they just played. Uh, shit, what did they just play? Lies Club. I think they just played Lies Club. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're awesome. They they put out a uh, an EP a few years ago, and uh, Fast Eddie just released a new record. They're from Denver. They're great. Um, uh, oh, you know what? Some European bands are good. Bitch Queens from. I was thinking about They're playing them Europe. in Best of Spam, too. I dig them. Who's that? Which one, Tom? They're a little more. They kind of have a little bit of a glam thing going on, I think. Who does? Sorry. Uh, Bitch Queens. Oh, Bitch Queens. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But the other uh, the other one I see on there that catches my eye from Pittsburgh that I really like, the Mud City Manglers. Oh, yeah. Those guys have been around for a long time. And... Yeah, they're cool, too. Yeah, they're awesome. Then uh, Ted's reissuing their last, uh, their first LP, and he just put out their most recent one. Yep, I picked that up. I saw him last summer and picked that up. It's real good stuff. Oh, you saw him at that one thing out in uh, Maryland? I right, did. Tom? I saw him at that thing in Maryland. Yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, uh, that'd be a great thing for. Uh, yeah, for you guys great... to play. Those ravages. Yeah, yeah play, we right? would love to play. I, we we have played with them in Pittsburgh before. There's a there's a thing in the west side of Maryland, the Appalachian side of Maryland, called Savage Mountain, like punk arts or something, and they oh, do a yeah. festival. It's real cool. They're real. They seem like real good people. I I went this year. We were so starved after not seeing a show for like over a year. We drove like eight hours out to Maryland for this sweet little festival. Sloppy Seconds played and Bud cool. Manglers and the Cheats and who was the other headliners? Beatnik Termites. Uh, that like oh, social Reno divorce. Di- yeah, yeah, Reno divorce. That's them. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You're gonna say social distortion? No, I'm no. I was gonna say social distortion. Sounding, you know, sounding. Kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're they're kind of in that, you know, and that. Who else? We we had that 500 miles to Memphis on. They play kind of like a. Yeah. It's more like a, a country influenced rock punk, but it's you know kind of a. I think it's kind of compatible with what these guys are doing more so than like a hardcore. You know, Chicago's always had that real gruff hardcore tough guy 
working oh, class, working class, blue, uh, blue no, collar. I'm talking more. I'm talking more like the hardcore, the real metallic, heavy stuff, you know. So I gotta guys... say, um, Chicago was one of the first cities that I saw like crazy punks, and when I was playing in my old band, Living Rex, and uh, I we played a show in Chicago in 2008, and there's they were there was like this punk gang called Chi Town 77 Street Punks, and. Uh, <laughs> I think street brats. I think street yeah, brats were in that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we hung out and got along well with those guys. Mm. Yeah, they only they only came around when the uh, Chicago area skinheads had died out, when Cash had died out. So <laughs> that's when all those guys started coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> you could actually pick apart their outfits because he remembers the actual '77 guys and <laughs> yes, tell them what they're doing wrong, right? Yes, of course. You know. Yeah, they were troublemakers. Well, there you go. Well, see, and there's none of that anymore. This, the city's been fucking cleaned up. It's not the same as it was. It's a little bit sad, yeah. to be honest. But I'm well, sure, I'm sure just... Baltimore's the same way. You know, I'm sure everywhere's the same way, right? It's it's everywhere's been gentrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of places more than others, but I, I'm happy to say that Baltimore is a little bit behind still. So. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a little fearful that people. I I just I just the shows just don't seem to be drawn like they were. Well, um, I, and I, I hope that I hope that changes. I hope this year. But you know, you got to think, man. Even for two years, we've been telling people you need to be scared. You need to be scared. Now and they're saying, "Don't be scared again." You can't be surprised that some people are still scared, right? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I hope the, the shows make it. Come, I hope the shows make it come back. The fest that we played in Denver in September was massive, and uh, it was definitely. Was it? Yeah, I mean, people were wearing masks and stuff and trying to be safe, but I was like, if I don't get coronavirus after this, I'm probably immune to it. Well, we were at, we were at punk rock bowling last year. I mean, that was twenty yeah twenty twenty one right one. Yeah. yeah and that yeah, was yeah. and that the was one they rescheduled yeah. yeah that was fine in September it was it was all good you know there was no one more. Well, we didn't really go to stuff. any we didn't go to any inside venues though. No, but it was, it was people on top of each other. I mean, it was oh, like yeah. it was it wasn't like it was yeah. empty or anything. Well, place was once again, back. assess your own risk. Yeah, you of gotta, course. You know, that's, and it's fine. That's what life. That's what life is. Yes, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't want my grandparents to go. Yes, I think that'd be very unsafe. But I would have liked my grandparents to go. I would have liked to have seen what they would have thought of it. To be honest, that would have been kind of that would kind of been interesting. <laughs> they're, 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 they're old British people, like bit loud, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Tom's English accent that was uh, that's pretty amazing. Almost as bad as yours, Neil. Yes, almost as bad as yours. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay, so I have a question. Okay, uh, there's a song on Badlands, White Widow. What the hell is White Widow about? I've been trying to figure out what's that one about. That's like a, a femme fatale song, um, about about. Uh, a deadly woman who kills to get her way and destroys everything in her path, this... including the men around her. <laughs> Are you talking around some 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 personal problem? I'm talking right about here? all the Karens of the world. Ah, oh. <laughs> whoa, gotcha. Okay. Right, well, there you go. Well, thank you. You answered that one. Now I know because I could. I was listening to it this morning. And I'm like, am I hearing that right? Is he, is he really saying White Widow, or is it? Is, am I just mishearing it? And he's actually saying something completely different. But there you go. That's you it. That's it. the, the title. Yeah. <laughs> the only way I'm happy at work when I'm walking around with my headphones on, and all I can hear is the music playing. Yeah. Well. <laughs> There you go. Um, hey, so what What else do you have to plug? I mean, is, is there anything you want to plug? Do you have merch or something out yeah, there that you want people, people to hit? Yeah. 
Well, uh, I just built a website, ravagersgang.com, and that has links to all of our social media and uh, a merch page on there as well with T-shirts. Our new record is on CD at the moment, and uh, there is a pre-order link for the vinyl on that website along with the tour dates and links to buy tickets for each show. So I bought mine already. Did you say Ravagers, yeah. Ravagers Gang? Ravagers, yes. Ravagersgang.com. And that's also our Instagram handle, uh, Ravagers underscore gang. So what's this Vulture City apparel I'm seeing your shit on too? You've got all kinds of t-shirts and stuff on here. Yeah, that's just a, um, a secondary site that I use to sell merch for friends' bands and for my band. Okay. For a while, we were selling... Um, me and a friend were selling like leather belts on there okay. that he was making. So it's just a, a a website that I use to not have to go through somebody else's site and pay money. Gotcha. So. I like that too because I hate it when I when they use the third party site and you have to pay like a two or three dollar fee to the third party site. It's like I'd rather yeah, it's lame. Rather give my money to the band. Why am I giving my money to these people? Yeah. Ravagesgang.com, so, hitting it right now. Tour announcement. So you there feel you so you feel pretty confident you will have your records in your hand when you go on a tour. I think so. I'm tired of getting my hopes up though. So uh, I'll definitely, as soon as I see a photo of them, <laughs> then I'll post it, and people, everyone will know that the records are real and they're coming out. Excellent. But, uh, I have contacted the pressing plant directly, uh, and they have told me that March 9th is the date. Nice. And they're doing everything in their power to get them done by then. So whereabouts in so, the whereabouts in the world is said pressing plant? It is in Warsaw, Poland. Holy shit! Better hope the Russians and, don't invade. Uh, <laughs> I'm really hoping <laughs> that that doesn't affect things. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's more important than my record coming out, you know. But yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm just hoping that things are okay there. Yeah, it's funny because the big big Pirates Press one is in Czech Republic. And, like, if Putin really wants to put the whole Soviet bloc back together, that's a lot of countries. That's going to be something. I mean, I assume assume somebody's going to be the Winston Churchill to to our, uh, you know, Neville Chamberlain. Yeah, to put an end to it. Yeah, to put an end to that shit. But I don't know. I don't know. I watched. I went. You know. I, I went to the gym again, which I haven't been doing very much of lately. And I just sit there listening to music. And but the either ESPN or Fox News or something is scrolling the whole time. And I took in so much information about what was going on. I just don't even. I don't even know what to make of it. Even the networks are contradicting themselves. And who knows what's going on? Who knows? It's a crazy world at the moment, man. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. It's a crazy world. Yep. Put on some rock. Put on some rock and roll. And let it take you. Away. Yeah. Buy the Ravages album and uh, just right. listen to that. Yeah. There you go. And come on, come on, see my tour. Like I said, Neil yep. and I will. I think pretty good chance it's going to be Chicago. I might be an indie, but it's pretty good chance that you you want to catch up with Neil and I. We will be at the Reggie show in Chicago. Always love Reggie's. I know it's awesome. a pain for Neil because it's on the south side of town, but it's super great for me because then I don't have to drive into the main part of the city. Now they'll play in Milwaukee so, at the X Ray Arcade as well. Uh, yes. What night of the week is that? That's a see, Tuesday. That's, that's a Tuesday. Yeah. See, Tuesday's too far. Milwaukee's too far for me on a Tuesday night. But uh, I, I might that's be, a great I might be able to make that. I might be able to make that one because I want to. I've never been the X-ray arcade, and I definitely want to go. So I might actually make that one. X-ray's I great. heard it's cool. Yeah, I heard it's a cool place. 
Who owns yeah, that again, Tom? Times. It's good. Who owns that? that? Who, who owns the X-ray? Uh, it's actually owned by like 11 people, but the guy who operates it, I think, is the main guy from Direct Hit. Okay. Um, but Andy, the Eradicator, I know, owns like an 11th of it or something. <laughs> okay. Cool. Remember we had him on? We were talking yeah. about it too. Oh yeah, we he did. owns this like like there's like a I don't say I don't want to say eleventh because but there's eleven owners. Hmm. But most of them are punk rockers, so they're cool people, good people. Cool. Yeah. Well, maybe That's I'll cool hit about. that one too. Yeah. Are they playing Detroit too? So Tom, how far are you from Detroit? Uh, about the same as Chicago. I'm a little I'm a little closer to Detroit, but um, uh, the the sanctuary they're playing. I think they're playing the sanctuary. That's a great place too in Hamtramck, actually. Hmm. Awesome. So. We played Him. Smalls before. Yeah, so it's it's a couple blocks away from that. Cool. Smalls is a great place too, actually. Smalls is a great club. There's a lot of Detroit's got a lot of great clubs and a great little scene. Um, but the thing with Detroit, like so many other towns, it's hard to. There's not like there's a lot of great hotels by the venues and stuff. Like if you want to get a hotel where you're not going to get your throat cut, you have to stay downtown. It's very expensive and it's a long ways from the venues. Hmm. Like Chicago. Is, is kind of the same way, honestly. Like, there's not a lot of great hotels by the venues. So that's never stopped yeah, you, Tom. Never. Though has it? Shitty hotels never stopped. No, you know what? I'm a little I'm a little older now. I have a couple more bucks, and if I want to go see somebody, I'm gonna go see them because who knows what happens next year, right? We might be speaking Russian. <laughs> yeah. We might be speaking Russian, and there'll be no shows. It'll be it'll be like Red Dawn. It'll be like the movie Red Dawn all over again, right? Exactly. I hope not. Yeah. Well, you know, you better come. You better come see me because I know you're way underarmed or up up there in Chicago. But us folks down here in Michigan, we got our AR-15s ready to go. So I think Chicago's doing down. fine with with guns, though. I think Chicago will be fine. Yeah, you think yeah. Gonna, the South Siders are going to share them with you, Neil? Uh, I don't well, think so. You know what? Yeah. All right, Alex. Do you have any parting words of wisdom? Oh, actually, you know what? You know what? We should ask Alex, Neil. What should we ask him? Johnny, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Okay, you ask him this time because I always screw it up. Okay. I think I Neil know what he's going to say. I think I know what he's going to say. Neil, Neil thought of this question a while back, and it's the Johnny, Johnny, Johnny question. It's which which is a bigger is it which is a bigger influence or which do you like more? Um, I, which do you think is the biggest influence on punk rock? I think was the original well, question. No, no, which but is, then... which, no, which is the biggest influence to you of the Johnnies? You got the three Johnnies. You got Johnny Ramon. You got Johnny Thunders and you got Johnny Rotten. Which which one? Oh God! So it's yeah, a good question, probably, right? It's a good question. Um, I would probably say Johnny Ramone because that guitar style and those downstrokes really taught me how to play guitar, and everything grew from there. Um, Johnny Rotten was cool. No, I like no his attitude answer. and stuff. But yeah, um, and of course I love Johnny Thunders. But I think Johnny Thunders, I kind of. And he influenced the way I play guitar leads more than anything else. But Johnny Ramon, kind of it... like the way I like to lead, to lay down a foundation to write a song, was Johnny Ramon. Interesting. Interesting, yeah, because I would definitely say you your style, the, your band is more in the Johnny Thunders than the Johnny Ramon. But like I said, there's no wrong, there's no wrong answer. They're all right. If you listen to Down That Road, that song definitely has like a '80s Ramones vibe. So we we kind of just a uh, part of putting the record together but, that's, with, but it's also got that big lead guitar right line right off the bat right. right yeah absolutely yeah that's matt gabs for you nice so all right what i think cool. that's about, that's probably about it neil right i mean should we it is I, you I, have anything 
I was just going to no, ask. Go I was just going to ask Alex, and uh, you know, because you asked before, what what are the you know punk rock and roll bands that we had? And of course, we had uh, Billy Hopeless from the Black Halos, of course, from oh, Canada. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Halos. Cool. You've, yeah. you've, you've heard those guys, them. right? Yeah. yeah, Black Halos are great. They just recorded a new album, I believe, their fifth. So, looking forward to nice. that. Hopefully, this year. Hopefully, they'll release it this year anyway. Um, no, I think uh, I think Alex, unless there's anything else that, that you want to plug. Now, you mentioned the song Nasty Night before, so um, I think we'll play out with that maybe. So what 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 is that one about? That song's about um, going out and uh, getting drunk because you're bored and waking up in a terrible situation, and, ah. uh, <laughs> which is like, I don't know, getting arrested, waking up in central booking. Oh, That's, I thought uh, you were. I thought you were saying it's like one of those you got to chew your arm off to get away situations. Yes, he's waking up with the White Widow. I mean, yeah, it's anything. <laughs> it's anything you want it to be. I don't really like to make my songs too literal, but the inspiration from that was kind of just like one of those nights that turns into it's fun, and then at the end you regret everything. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on and, yeah, thanks, and agreeing thanks, to do Alex. this. Yeah, nice yeah no to meet problem. You. Looking forward to having a White Claw in Chicago next month. <laughs> Hell yeah, sounds good, man. All right. Yeah, check out our music videos all on YouTube and check out our website and see us on tour. Yep, definitely. Cool, man. Sounds great. Listen to the record. Thanks a lot. Good luck on the tour, man. And like I said, we'll catch up with you down the road. All right. Yep. Thanks for having me. Sure. So, uh, yeah, everybody stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart. And, uh, we'll, we'll smell you down the road, guys. We'll smell you later. Smell you later. And uh, this is Ravages with Nasty Night. Bye, everybody. Peace.